Hello again and welcome to the Fantasy Sultans. I'm Trip Rogers along with Mike Check, and we are set to enlighten you for week 14 of the NFL. Now, Mike, in some leagues, this is playoff week one, especially if you follow the calendar of previous years with having week 17 as a bye and you have three rounds of playoffs. Some people were smart. I'm not one of them. I'll take the hand <laughs> on this one. You know, because again, it's an 18 week season, regular season this year. And I just, I did 14, 15, 16 like normal when I could have done 15, 16, 17, even taking the last week in the, into account with nobody. But hey, you know, I, I'm not perfect. So, um, and in the, in the Fantasy Sultans Leagues this year, neither of us are in the playoffs. Are we on the bottom or what? I mean, it's, it's not, hey, we had a good draft. We could say that, but that was about it. You know, you know, it's just, it's awful. It's awful. It's awful. We have a 12-team league. 16 makes the playoffs. We didn't make the playoffs. We're that bad. Oh, well. There's always next year. Listen, Onward and upward, look, that's right. Look at the positives. We will the look positives. towards next we year. Got, we got some positives. So, Mike, what are you looking at as we head into week 14? Well, welcome back to the party, Kyler Murray. He made his return against the Bears last week, reminded fantasy owners that he has some talent. And he was sensational last week, posting 29 fantasy points, leading the way at the quarterback position. Two other quarterbacks atop that list, Zach Wilson and Jared Goff, both had 25-point performances. And the Detroit Lions finally got off the snide and put a win in the column. But those quarterbacks weren't the only ones who were balling out. So was Justin Jefferson, Deontay Johnson, Chris Godwin, T. Higgins, and Cooper Cup. And if you have these guys heading into the playoffs, you're in good shape. Jefferson led the way with 11 catches for 182 yards and a touchdown. Johnson scored twice while T. Higgins went 9-38-1. and Jefferson showing that he is a beast and able to put up massive numbers without Adam Thielen. Jefferson... Yeah, we can say he's more than a Thielen. And remember George Kittle? Seems like he's a tight end that was forgot for a while because, well, he had some injury problems. And that changed this week as he hauled in nine for 181 and two scores. After last week's performance, that should give you no doubt Kittle can be a league winner for you if you have him on your roster. And, you know, all those guys you mentioned... We don't have them on any of our no, teams. No, we don't. No, we so, don't. So, so what is? What do we know? What What do yeah. we know? I, I think the one thing that you see in this, and, and I think it plays into this week, you know how much of a fantasy beast Jonathan Taylor has become? Oh, yeah. And guess what? He's not playing this week. They're on the bye. <laughs> and it's like you're sitting there going, no. Uh, you know, the teams that are on the bye this week, Indianapolis Colts, by the way, Hard Knocks, Interesting. Not great. I like the preseason one. I don't like the in-season one. Miami Dolphins. Well, okay, fine. The New England Patriots after Monday night's game. Mac Jones. I love him. I love him. This week he was terrible. His numbers numbers were (laughs) atrocious if you're a fantasy player. And the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's interesting that some people are going with the running quarterbacks. If you have Mac Jones and Jalen Hurts, you need a quarterback this week. If you have Carson Wentz, he could be a pickup. Uh, Tua could be a pickup. You had him on your imports last week, Mike. I think that was a good call. Speaking of imports, now we're getting to the point of the season where you really have to kind of scrape to a certain extent. But here's somebody who you're going to want to pick up. 
Russell Gage in Atlanta. Now, yeah. listen, Atlanta is awful. Second worst receiving core in the league. He's the top option in the sad group. Cavalin Ridley, of course, is away from the team. Gage paced this pathetic passing attack for the third game in a row in Week 13. Season best on targets, 12. Catches, 11. Yards, 130. And fantasy points, 23. He has hit rock bottom floor with two goose eggs since their week six bye, but he's been valuable in PPR in the other five games. He's a guy who you should grab if you can. Problem is, Cordell Patterson's presence in the lineup is going to lift the floor for the offense, and Kyle Pitts also. They seem to be keen on Kyle Pitts. Gage is viable. A wide receiver three in PPR leagues, and as we head into the playoffs, he could be a guy that could save your life or your tuchus, as the old saying goes, in the fantasy playoffs. So, Russell Gage, import wide receiver. Another wide receiver you want to look at is KT Osborne of Minnesota. Now, we talked about him early in the season. He's been awfully quiet since the Week 7 bye. That changed last week with Adam Thielen leaving in the first quarter with an ankle injury. He's the number two wide receiver behind Justin Jefferson. Osborne stepped up with four catches, 47 yards, and a receiving touchdown on seven targets. Touchdown came on a five-yard strike in the fourth quarter. Thielen never close to returning this week. Vikings short week. They're going to play the Steelers on Thursday. Osborne certainly can play outside, but he'll be a plug-and-play option as long as ball hog Thielen is out of the lineup. Grab him for the Minnesota Vikings. Amir Abdullah. Hey, I'm talking about your boys, Mike. Carolina Panthers. Now, Chubba Hubbard is back in as the lead runner and early down back, but Abdullah's going to play in the passing situations because they don't trust Hubbard with pass protection. The Panthers' coaching staff has imp- was impressed with Abdullah over the last month, and he looks fast and explosive in Carolina. He's a player of the stash now, and maybe in case you they, they come out of the bye and they're ready to roll and give Abdul a bigger role than Hubbard because of this. Of course, it's an offense built around CMC, but he's gone for the year. Joe Brady also gone after over the bye week because he wasn't running the ball enough. This could be a good thing. Again, Amir Abdullah, he's not owned in many leagues, running back for the Carolina Panthers. Last but not least on imports. I want to give a shout-out to the Seattle Seahawks. Now, listen, they're not much for big plays. No more than two sacks in a game since week two and seven interceptions. But they've been keeping their opponents in check in terms of points allowed lately. Since week six, no opponent has scored more than 23 points in a game. That includes holding Green Bay to 17 and Jacksonville to 7. Now, none of that makes them above-average defense, but they do have three good matchups in their next four games. Houston, the Rams, Chicago, and Detroit. Seattle might be a defense to pick up if you need one, and now would be the time. And last but not least, I want to throw one extra one in. Mr. Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. He is still not owned in a lot of leagues. He's still available. He has hit for 18-plus points in each of his first eight games. He's done it twice in the last three. Listen, this is for real. And We said this early on. We were surprised at how he was left on the board and left on the waiver wire at the beginning of the season. Roethlisberger, Dante Johnson, dynamic combination. Upcoming schedule is solid. Minnesota, Tennessee, Kansas City, and Cleveland. I'll tell you something. 
I think Ben, if he's available, would be a good pickup, especially if you're struggling in the QB1 position. And that's my import-exports. Yeah, and uh, perfect time for Roethlisberger to have those good games because, well, it looks like he's on the farewell tour. That's right. All right, my imports. And you know what? We can nickel and dime you on running backs on the waiver wire, but the one you'll get the most bang for your buck from me is Rashad Penny from the Seattle Seahawks. Certainly looked like the Seahawks' best option last week against San Francisco. 10 carries, 35 yards, also one catch for 27. He'll share the backfield with AP. And sure, AP found pay dirt last week. But Penny has the most upside in the offense. Import Rashad Penny and use him in the flex spot at Houston. Next wide receiver, Julio Jones in Tennessee. He's expected to return to action this week down by the schoolyard after being sidelined in week number nine with a hamstring injury. And yeah, Jones has been a disappointment, only scoring more than eight PPR points once this season. I'm hoping, you're hoping, we're all hoping he can finish strong. It doesn't matter too much about his stats from week one to eight. What matters the most is you get the best play from him down the stretch when it counts. A.J. Brown is out for two more games, so Jones should see the majority of targets from Ryan Tannehill. And he is available in leagues, surprisingly, because yes. people have fallen off They've the dropped bandwagon. Them. They've dropped them. Yes, they have. You're right. So that's a good pickup, Mike. Uh, another import you might want to pick up, wide receiver Jalen Guyton in Los Angeles. Guyton had a big week against the Bengals in relief of an injured Keenan Allen with four catches for 90 yards and a touchdown, four targets. But that's been his only game this season with more than seven points. Keenan Allen is on the COVID-19 list. There's a possibility he may not play this week. It probably might be a game-time uh, decision on that one. Guyton's worth a look if Allen cannot go on Sunday. Otherwise, you could still stash the Chargers wide receiver on your bench for future play. And if you haven't had enough kicks from our imports, why not grab the kickers? You can get much-needed points from Zane Gonzalez in Carolina. He's 24% rostered and faces the Falcons in Week 14. Matt Prater of the Cardinals, 44% rostered, tangles with the Los Angeles Rams. Or Randy Bullock, 19% rostered against Jacksonville. And I mentioned the 25-point performance from Zach Wilson and Jared Goff earlier in the show. Well, it's more concerning that Lamar Jackson has failed to reach 20 points three consecutive weeks and oh by the way he finished behind Gardner Minshew that's right I said Gardner Minshew so the big question trip is it time to bench Lamar you know I I I, I think we have some serious quarterback questions you know uh, I want to throw it in the same uh, division what about Baker Mayfield are you feeling good enough about Baker Mayfield? I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and we said get somebody else, and that's what led me to get Mac Jones. And Mac Jones has paid off, but oh, he's on the bye this week, so Baker gets the start on my team. I don't know, I don't know, but I think you you bring up a valid point. How you feel, and again. I'd love to say yes, because big-time players come through in big-time situations, but the trend is concerning, and I don't know. I think in crunch time it's important. Again, quarterback's one of those positions where you can stream somebody and maybe catch lightning in a bottle and fire. So I, I think you got to look at that situation. I, I don't say 
He's not a guy like, you know, we're, we're saying export. But if you can pick up somebody else, and now you can because, let's face it, if you're on the borderline of making the playoffs and stuff, you got to make some moves if you're going to get over that finish line. Can we safely put him in the category of Cam Newton or Taysom Hill? They actually have better performances or, or better matchups this week than Jackson. So I'd probably be more willing to start those two guys over Lamar Jackson. But, I mean, you talked about it. This guy uh, – can bring the fantasy performance week in and week out. He has the potential there. He's a big-time player. A lot of people drafted him early. Uh, You could say the same about Patrick Mahomes. He is struggling. The offense is struggling for the Chiefs. Uh, Not the best performances from these guys this season. And I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to end up being a top-five quarterback when the season is done. So, uh, you know, again, it's it's tough to make the call whether or not to drop him, but there's an argument on both sides. And I, I think you, you also have to look at the team, and I think one of the issues that Baltimore has had this year is injuries. On this program, we've said, oh, yeah, he's, he's a guy, import him, yeah, we think he's going to – and it's not worked out well. So I, I just – I'm a little leery, and I think you bring up a good point. You got to think about this. Really think long and hard. And again, you got to look at what's available for the week. I think you're right. Taysom Hill might be better. Cam Newton, listen, if Cam Newton throws another goose egg and another awful performance, that's it. That's it. That's the end of the road for him, I think. Yeah, right. But but where I'm going with this is remember, Carolina, they've changed offensive coordinators. And since that bad performance, they've had a week off. They've had a chance maybe to restructure. I think they can make Cam a little more uh, uh, comfortable. I, I would say take your shot with Cam. Take your shot with Cam this week. Why not? Because, listen, the other part of it is it's going to start meaning a lot for Lamar as we go on, and you think he's going to catch fire. I Maybe, again, a week off wouldn't be the worst thing, especially with his Week 14 matchup. That's my opinion. Now, listen, you listen to us. You don't pay us. You listen to us for our opinions. That's what we're here for. Yeah. We give you the goods. We're the Fantasy Sultans. You can reach out to us. Email us, fantasysultans at gmail.com. We're here every Thursday. We're ready for you. We want you to win your league. That's what we're here for. We're here to guide you. He's Mike Sheck. I'm Trip Rogers. We are the Fantasy Sultans. And you are not.